This is a 98FM podcast. The HSC have published um, the inquiry into the death of Savita Halapanavar this afternoon and they found that if she had been given a termination, she may still be alive today. System failures throughout the hospital meant that there was a domino effect and that no one person will be held directly responsible for what happened. So tonight, as they publish uh, the inquiry into the death of Savita Halapanavar, do you feel now that justice has been served or not? If you want to, uh, you can text me in yes or no to 53981 or give me a call on 1850-22-9898. But also, uh, and coincidentally, and, and the government have assured us that it is coincidentally, the government have just published the heads of the bill that will legislate for abortion in Ireland, allowing allowing for it only if the woman's life is in danger. And joining me now uh, to give both sides of the argument are Sinead Redmond uh, from the Abortion Rights Campaign. Sinead, hi, you're welcome to the, the show. How are you? I'm very well, Jen, thank you. Okay, you're welcome, Sinead. And Cora Sherlock from the Pro-Life Campaign. Hiya, Cora, how are you? Hi, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Now, um, let's talk about the bill that has just been published. Um, what do you make of it first? Sinead, if you will, first, what do you make of it? Well, it's really going to fit the needs of a very, very small number of women in this country. Between 30 and 40 abortions are already performed in a year in this country where a woman's life is at risk. Um, so those are the women we're going to be catered to. There's going to be certainty given to them and their medical providers that neither they nor the women they're taking care of will go to jail for their lives being saved. Do you feel then that, that this bill doesn't go far enough at all? Absolutely, it doesn't go far enough. There's no provision given for threat to a woman's health. Um, there's no provision given to women and families who are faced with a tragic diagnosis of fatal fetal abnormality. They will still have to travel abroad to Liverpool to terminate much-wanted pregnancies and in some instances come home with their beloved babies in the boot of their car, which is just a horrific circumstance. Mm. Um, there's no provision for women who are made pregnant by rape or incest. There are thousands of women in Ireland every year who self-administer at home in this country and this bill provides for a jail sentence of up to 14 years for each one of those thousands of women. It's going to make it more unsafe for them. Now there is, just, just and I'll bring, I'll bring Cora in on this, and the outline of the bill that I have in front of me, um, there is provision for the risk of loss of life from physical illness. Um, uh-huh. And it says um, the assessment procedure will require that an obstetrician and a second relevant specialist must jointly agree and that a termination of pregnancy um, is, is available to save the mother's life. But there is risk of loss of life from physical illness. So that, that actually is in the bill. Yes, absolutely. That's, that's in the bill. However, what was something we specifically have very grave concerns about is something that was also pointed out by perinatal psychiatrist mm. Anthony McCarthy. Um, during the health committee hearings is that there's no basis for differentiating between a threat to physical health and a threat to mental health. And okay. they're both of similar gravity and of serious urgency and there is necessity to include an obstetrician in um, an evaluation of a woman's mental health. There's, there's no grounds for that whatsoever. An obstetrician is not qualified enough. It is simply adding an extra barrier to women with already grave problems and it's endangering women's lives even further. All right, uh, Cora Sherlock, as I said, uh, from the pro-life campaign, you're very welcome. What do you, what do yeah. you think of, of the bill that, that the government have just published? Well, I think, firstly, 
I'm actually very glad to hear some of the things that Sinead has said because I think there's honesty in what she's saying. She's saying that she expects the situation to go further. She would have liked the bill to go further. And that's really what pro-choice advocates around the country have been saying and have been meaning for a long time. And the government just hasn't been relaying that to the Irish people. This is only a first step. In fact, what the government has done is introduced a bill which goes far further than anything I think a lot of people out there really believe. Sinead talks about horrific circumstances. Let's talk about what's in this bill because this bill is a horrific bill. It allows for abortion on request for the full nine months of pregnancy. There is no medical evidence. Hang on a second. What do you mean? Uh, What I mean is that if a woman says that she is experiencing suicidal ideation, she goes to a psychiatrist who accepts that diagnosis and believes that an abortion is the thing which will treat her, which, by the way, would go contrary to international evidence in this area, then she would be entitled to an abortion. Now, it doesn't matter what stage her pregnancy is at. She may be eight months pregnant. She may be eight and a half months pregnant. But under the terms of this bill, it will be entirely legal for her to have an abortion. I would encourage your listeners to download a copy of this bill from the internet and to look through it for a time limit because I can tell them that they will not find one. There is no time limit in this bill. It allows for abortion for the full nine months of pregnancy. That's just a ridiculous scenario. I mean, I have every faith in both the women and doctors of this country that this is not a situation that is going to happen. No woman gets, as someone who has recently experienced a wanted pregnancy myself and gave birth to a very much wanted little daughter, no woman presents at eight and eight and a half months pregnant and says, suddenly, I want an abortion, because an abortion is not something that happens. We're talking legality here, Sinead. We're not talking faith. Everybody trusts women. Everybody has faith. If everybody we are talking legality. What Cora? this bill legalises? This bill legalises abortion for the full nine months Cora, of pregnancy. Can, can I ask you, I just want to give out the numbers as well, girls. Yeah. Uh, 1850 22 98 98, if you want to call me or text me on 53981. Do you believe, Cora, do you believe that it would be allowed for somebody to have an abortion up to nine months of pregnancy? Under this bill, yes, it would be allowed. If a woman goes in, as I have said, and says that she is experiencing suicidal ideation, the wealth of international psychiatric evidence which says that abortion does not treat her condition will be ignored under this bill, it is legal for her to have an abortion. It will not help her suicidal ideation. In fact, international evidence shows that abortion has a negative effect okay, on well, women's well, mental mo- health. Moving away then, Cora, from, and I want both your opinions on this as well, please. Uh, moving away from the suicidal ideation, um, uh, the bill, uh, what was published today, just say, the HSC inquiry into the death of Savita Halapanavaras found that if she'd been given a termination, she may still be alive today. How do you feel about that, Cora? What I feel is extreme sadness and grief along with everybody in this country, I think, for what happened to Savita Halapanavar. But I think it's very important to remember that this bill is not something which is connected with that. What we hope is that the bill or that the publication of the report will bring some comfort to the family of Savita and I think it's up to them to to decide what they want to do next 
But this bill doesn't have anything to do with what the inquest into her death found. No, no, the no they, are, death. They, they are not related, Cora, but and can I make the point and, and then come, come back at me if you want, that mm-hmm. if it had been available to Savita Halapanavar and her husband, then there would have been clearer definitions in a hospital as to what they could do. And that was actually said today that they felt that their hands were tied. They felt that they had to leave it to a certain stage until they could do that. And that is effectively uh, the but cause I think, of death. I think it's very important to go back to the inquest, which said that the problem was there was a lack of clarity. And that's what you're talking about what you've just said, the doctors may have felt there was a lack of clarity and indeed that is the fault of the government if there was not clarity to know can what they could do in that situation. Exactly you're looking for? If you're talking about a situation in which an abortion can be provided, that is what this bill is created But we're not do. talking, we're not talking about abortion, we're, we're talking, talking about, about that is what treatment that a woman to. may need, which may involve early delivery, which may inadvertently and tragically bring about the death of an unborn child. But that is not what is involved in this bill. And the government has has consistently indulged in deception of the Irish people. It has not explained properly what is involved here. Let me outline the distinction. On the one hand, you have medical treatment being given to a woman who is in a difficult medical situation and her unborn baby may die as a tragic and unwanted side effect of that treatment. On the other hand, entirely different. The woman is not unwell. She is not medically unwell, but she is... Uh, given a procedure outlined in this bill which will directly target and bring an end to the life of her unborn child. Pro-life people around the country are 100% behind every medical treatment being given to a woman to save her life. They are opposed to a procedure, an abortion, which has the sole aim of bringing about the death of her unborn child. That is the difference the government has not made clear. That's a distinction that comes from from religious iconography, from Thomas Aquinas in the 13th century. That is not, that is the principle of double effect you're talking about. That is not a medical definition no, no, at this, all. This is that appears in no medical literature whatsoever. Hang on, Garza, if you, talk, if you talk over each other, we're not actually going to get anybody's point. Cora, just to, to go back, Sinead, for one second, because I, I maybe I'm confused at what, you, at what you're saying. Are you saying that if there had been intervention, or if there is intervention to save a woman's life, and the side effect is that um, that a termination happens, that that is fine. But, but, but These things happen in hospitals all the time where a woman is given treatment which may tragically, inadvertently have the unwanted side effect of ending the life of her unborn child. But that's not the same thing as what is envisaged in this bill. It's very important to remember that doctors in Ireland at the moment, when they treat a pregnant woman, they treat two patients, the mother and the unborn baby, and they do their very best to keep both alive. If they lose one of them through treatment, then they have lost a patient. That is not what is envisaged in this bill. If this bill goes into law, then in the future, our medical profession will be compromised because doctors' hands will be tied. The master of the rotunda, Dr. Sam Coulter-Smith, has expressed severe concerns about obstetricians being asked to act in a way which goes contrary to medical evidence, i.e. to bring about abortion on a suicide ground where there is no evidence to show that abortion treats suicidality. Sinead, but are you not getting hung up on the whole 
the whole suicide thing because in in the in the poll, seventy five percent of people in principle agree with the bill that has been brought forward. An awful lot of people don't agree with the suicide end of it, but most people agree if it is to save a woman's life that yes. So are you not just getting hung up on the whole on the whole suicidal? No, no, I'm not hung up on the suicidal aspect of this. It's the experts who came before two sets of Oireachtas hearings who said there is no medical evidence to say that abortion treats suicide. I've debated this on radio. I've debated this on radio with several psychiatrists who have said, of course, abortion doesn't treat suicidality. And yet we're being presented with a bill which will introduce a very far-reaching regime of abortion into this country, allowing abortion up to birth. Sinead, do you want to come in on that? Sorry, if you want to react, by the way, your reaction to what the two girls are saying, 5398-1, I'm speaking to Sinead Redmond from the Abortion Rights Campaign and Cora Cora Sherlock uh, from the Pro-Life Campaign. Sinead. I notice that what Cora is being very careful not to mention in all of this is that we do have a constitutional obligation to legislate for the X case where where there is a real and substantial threat to a woman's life, whether that threat be from suicide as it was in the X case or for um, a physical threat threat to a woman's life. Um, a constitutional requirement to legislate that was upheld in two referenda in 1992 and 2002. We've seen that um, opinion upheld again even more strongly in the Irish Times poll that came out today. 75% of the Irish population agree that a woman does have a right to suicide, to abort, access abortion where her life is at risk. Um, and, you know, I, I, yeah. I find it very difficult to, to, uh, to understand why... why those who campaign and call themselves pro-life oppose this. How they can think so little of women in Ireland that they think women are really lining up to present themselves seeking abortion. That's not what we think, but we're concerned about a situation which is going to allow babies to have their lives ended right up to nine months. That's what we're concerned about, That's Sinead. That's what we're I concerned about. I didn't now, let understand me answer. how you let could me answer. Well, I thought you had finished talking. Cause let had... me answer your questions about the Constitution. Firstly, the Constitution does not oblige us to legislate for abortion. It is entirely up and open to the government to take a different course of action. For some reason, it is choosing this course of action. That may be funny to you, Sinead, but that is actually the law. The reason why successive governments did not legislate for for the X case is not because they were cowardly, as some have suggested. It is because they knew that to legislate for the X case would be to introduce a far-reaching system of abortion in this country and they knew that the Irish people did not support that. You mentioned two referendums that we had. Neither of those can be taken to be a um, a support for the pro-choice position because in both referenda in 1992 and in 2002 independent polls which were taken within a month of the referendum in each case showed that a significant number of people who had voted against the so-called pro-life position did so for pro-life reasons because they weren't happy with the wording in each case so you couldn't use that as something to back up your argument. One further point about the Irish Times poll today mm. is that the Irish Times poll is very specifically worded in a way so that it will give a response that is helpful to the pro-choice side. Now, if you ask somebody, do you support abortion if it's going to save a woman's life? Well, then, yes, most people will say yes to that. You need to make the distinction, which I've already gone through, and explain to them, do you support medical treatment being given to a woman which may inadvertently bring about the the end of the life of our unborn child. 
but most people will say yes to that because they want that medical treatment to be given to the to the mother. Now, if your listeners go onto the Pro Life Campaign website www.prolifecampaign.ie and click on the news link, they will see that we have carried out consistently. Um, we've consistently carried out polls over the last 20 years since the X case with an independent polling company um, setting out that distinction and we have consistently had a majority of people who recognise the distinction and say that they support the pro-life Cora, position and you, oppose abortion. Do you, do you believe that the law was perfectly fine the way it is with, with about 4,000 women travelling from Ireland every year? I don't think it's a good thing that one woman travels to England for an abortion. I think that's a terrible situation. But I don't think it's going to be addressed by this bill. I think if the government was serious about abortion and indeed serious about suicide, then it would be addressing them in a way which is appropriate to what is actually going on. Talking to those women who are going abroad, checking to see why they are going for England because for an abortion. Because, you know... Abortion is not something that a woman just easily recovers from. Absolutely the women in Women Hurt and in other groups mm. make that case very well and far better than I could. I don't see why we should be bringing in a system like this in the country and calling it something good. It is not anything good. It is terrible. And I think it's very irresponsible of the government All to right, do Cora. so. Sinead, we're going we're to finish with you on this one. Look, essentially this is about saving women's lives. The government have a necessity to legislate in accordance with the Constitution and in accordance with the two referenda that, despite what Cora says, do uphold the Constitution on the X case, which give a woman the guarantee that she will not die in this country because she is pregnant, as very unfortunately happened with Tavita Halapava. Um, we never want to see. We never want to see that happen again. What we want to see is women being treated with compassion. From a legal perspective, Sinead, it's very important to make the point that the inquest found system of failures in the in the tragic case of the Visa Halapanavar yeah, died yes, in did, this country but they because, found that she was because she died because it found that if she'd been given a termination, she may be still alive. Listen, girls, I have to move on. Thank you very much, Sinead Redmond from the Abortion Rights Campaign and Corla Sherlock from Pro Life Campaign. Thank you very much, both of you. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay. Now, what I opened the show with, I was saying the HSC inquiry into the death of Vita Halepanavar that has found that if she'd been given a termination, she may be still alive. But uh, systems failures throughout the hospital mean that there was a domino effect and that no one person would be held directly responsible. Do you feel justice in this report has now been done or do you want to comment on what Sinead and Cora had to say? 1850-22-98-98. Give me a call on that or text me on 53981. Kleena, hi, how are you? Hi, how's it going? Uh, come here, I've, I've 9% battery left, so That's all I, may, right. I may be gone. Um, I just wanted to back her up and say I, I agree with her wholeheartedly. I think her she was fantastic, and it's great to hear someone speaking out so concisely on, on the argument. It was just funny, I don't know the name of the other girl you had Sinead. on, but Sinead, um, well, Sinead was just making the point that uh, pro-lifers seem to be hung up on this suicide thing, but I think it's actually the opposite, that it's the opposite argument. The, I feel like the only way the Irish government can get abortion in is through this so you believe you believe you believe that suicide is a loophole and that uh, somebody do you not think it'll be very difficult for somebody uh, to try to get through you'll have to sit on front of a panel and be interviewed and and you know do you not think it's or or else you'll just get on a plane and do it the way people always did it well uh, i I think it's necessary that they would have to sit in front of this um panel that you say uh, because the, the, re, the reality of it is, if you start, in, I mean, we, we have a we have crisis pregnancy among teens, mm. um, you know, and it's it's a slippery slope argument. I mean, 
Um, it's happened in other countries like Spain where they've introduced it under these grounds. You know, they say, look, suicide will be the grounds that you come in. And Slippery Slope has, has evolved and it's a case that you can get abortion under any grounds. And I do think that's what we're trying to protect in Ireland is that it's such a, it's such a unique thing that Ireland is pro-life and it protects the life of the well, baby. You know, what do you think, though, about, and I know they are not, well, they, you know, you can argue that they're not related. They're not, the day that they've been published aren't related. But what do you, what do you think about the, the inquiry, the HSC inquiry into the death of Savita? And they said that if she'd been given a termination, she may still be alive today. What do you think yes. of the way okay. of, of her situation? Just like Cora said, every single person, including pro-life or pro-choice, is all in favour of saving the life of the woman. That is paramount. But the idea that the sole intention is to kill the baby, which this bill will bring in, is is in an inherently inhumane. It's actually going against life. But do against, you but do you do you believe that the law, as it stands before this bill, is sufficient? This woman shouldn't have lost her life. Okay, I would say if there needed to be clarification, whereby doctors and nurses needed to know, uh, look. In, this, in the case where this woman's life needs to be saved, you need to carry out whatever treatment is necessary in order to save this woman's life um, in a physical sense. But uh, judging do you need to save a woman's life based on a psychological uh, kind of a tendency is very hard to define. And it, it's entering, um, you're entering into a whole new area where people can just, and I know, I know people are saying, look, oh, that's ridiculous to say but women are going to line up under this, uh, under the, Suicide. you know, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it's very, very likely that people who are on the fence thinking, will I have an abortion, will I not? Well, why don't I line up? I mean, I can, I can actually go under, under the grounds of I want a suicide. It's very hard to determine whether a woman's life is genuinely in danger. I think the only time we can say that it is is when there are physical, um, what should we say, physical... Uh, Symptoms, although well, yeah. well, then that it is making little of mental illness, though, Kleena, which which you know. Uh, no, 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 no. I wouldn't say that at all because I think you see the problem is. But, but you're people, saying, Kleena, but you just let me finish. I know. But, finish. I, I, under, I understand what your point is. Mm. I know you're, you're you're assuming that I'm making little of mental health. Absolutely not, because as Cora said, and we all need to understand this. It's so vital that abortion will in no way treat suicidal tendencies, if not make it actually okay, worse. Okay, but. But, but what you said is the only way to judge if somebody is, is, is if they're physically sick and it is brushing the whole thing under the carpet. Listen, I have to go. It's lovely okay, talking to okay. you. I have to go to a break. Thank you very right. much. Melissa, how are you doing? Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, now, you heard the two girls. What do you think? I did. Um, I wanted, obviously, to hear more of Sinead because I'd be in the kind of the Sinead camp. Mm. Uh, in terms of Cora, uh, the pro-life, obviously... Um, I think as an Irish woman um, I should have the right to make my own decisions uh, whether good, bad or indifferent um, I think, you know, a pregnancy you know, that happens out of incest or rape I think is atrocious and for take, to take that right away um, from an Irish woman or any, any woman I think is disgraceful and I think that's basically that's where I kind of think it's you know, a sham. I suppose, and yes, and I, I you know, I, I, I get your point. It would be another thing, I suppose, that would be fairly hard to try to prove, would it not? I'm not saying, yeah. look, I'm not saying in all cases, obviously, obviously not, not obviously, in all cases. Of you course, know. but in, in terms of the likes of incest and rape, I mean, um, you know, when you're, when you're dealing with those kind of atrocities, uh, to not give a woman the right to do that, uh, to do whatever they want with their own body, 
uh, whether you agree with it or not, I think uh, is wrong. And um, I don't really think that, you know, women are going to be queuing up, you know, eight months pregnant and then go, actually, do you know what? Uh, I'm feeling a bit suicidal. I, I want an abortion. I think, I don't know what the statistics are or the numbers, but in terms of, um, you know, anyone that finds out that they're pregnant and, you know, whether it's unwanted or whatever, and they go to England, I think it's probably in the first couple of weeks or certainly under three months. Uh, I don't think uh, that the numbers will be as high, you know, in the eight-month period or certainly in the nine-month period that CORE is, is, is pushing. And obviously, I felt the pro-life, the R, I, I personally think for the last couple of, you know, years, it's, it's, it's a bully mentality and it's the fear-mongering. Um, and it's quite ignorant. Do you, do you think be, it's? Do you think it's that? Uh, do you think that Cora was trying to put fear into people by saying? Of course, yes, of course. You're getting on national radio, and you're putting out, you know, uh, and she is well spoken and stuff like that, and she comes across really articulate, and that is great. But in terms of, you know, you have to look at the bigger picture here. This is you're talking about people's rights here. If you take away somebody's rights. You know, you, you just can't do that. Not in this day and age. You know, you, you, that's medieval stuff. You know, and it wasn't until God knows when that we actually got the, the right to vote. You know what I mean? And, and if you're constantly still taken away. You're not, we're not being, uh, being seen as equal then. Melissa, what you do know? you feel about the HSC inquiry today into the death of Savita Halapanafar? They found that if she'd been given a termination, she may have still yeah, like, of course, say, and like a system failures. Yeah, a domino yeah, effect. If something, if something wasn't there that could have uh, made her live, uh, then, of course, there's a, there's a massive, um, do you believe there's a there massive was a, problem. Do you believe there was a grey area in the hospital and they just thought, look, we can't do anything, our hands are tired, are tied. Sorry, that's the second time I said that in two days. <laughs> our hands are tied, we cannot do anything until, you know, we get to this point. Do you think yeah, there needs to be proper legislation. Of course, they're, you know, they have to protect themselves, obviously, because if they do something out of turn uh, in their jobs and they're going to be up for all sorts but obviously the clear articulate legislation uh, needs to be needs to be put in, in, in place and certainly for the, the lay person to understand that if I do this this is what's going to happen okay. you know what I mean um, but you know I agree with Sinead that um, it, it didn't go far enough but you know it, it's certainly something okay. and I think hopefully down the, the years down the line that we will have uh, these rights given to us all right, Melissa. Good. If you take them away, then there's a massive problem. Thank you very much, Melissa. Thank you. Cheers, thanks thanks a lot. 1850-22-9898. Call me on that or text me on 53981. Kira, how are you doing? You're welcome Not to the show. Not too bad. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to say that I, I completely agree wholeheartedly with Sinead Redmond. I think she's brilliant and I want to say congratulations to okay. how well she spoke on the radio and all the people at the ARC and Melissa as well. And I think um, this has kind of given um, us an opportunity to show that the majority of Irish women are um, in fact pro-choice. I just want to address some of the issues that she spoke about, the lady before Melissa. Um, I just want, uh, it's absolutely atrocious to me that women must be dying, number one, or in grave danger of dying before an abortion is given. And thinking about what Savita Halapanovar must have gone through for those days when she was in the hospital, it's just, it's so upsetting. Oh, People are, no, you know, it's, 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 I, think, it's, I think that it's... And it's, it was a system failure right the way throughout that hospital. But what, absolutely, what, yeah, what do you absolutely. feel, Kira, about the fact that, because I was listening to a journalist say today there was like a domino effect and that yeah. no one person is going to be held directly responsible. No action yeah. is going to be taken against any well, of the staff. Well, I, I think, like, I mean, I understand that the, the staff, um, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't quite blame the staff of the hospital. Okay. I would, I would blame the government. And I mm. think that, you know, especially that the one of the midwives saying, you know, that uh, this is a Catholic country, our hands are tied. I think the Catholic Church has absolutely no place in Irish women's healthcare. 
that um, an Irish woman, it should be between herself and her GP, her partner, her friends, her family, the people that support her. I don't think any priests or any endocrine or anybody has any, any place in the discussion of a woman's health care. And um, also I want to say that I know many women who have had abortions who feel it was the best decision they have ever made. I think that, in fact, some of them feel that it actually did save their life. Women should be uh, trusted in, in this country. No woman is callous enough, I don't think, to go and seek an abortion at nine months. I think it's a ridiculous argument. It's typical of the pro-life side trying to scare people off with images of, you know, uh, doctored photos that they've, they've, you know, made up of these nine-month-old babies, you know, stuck in their thumbs, and this is what a baby looked like and all. I think it's just trying to scare women. It's trying to shame women. Um, I think they're completely do you, insensitive. Do, and do, do you think, here that any woman who is suicidal would go through uh, what it would take uh, that's, I know exactly. I mean, to think that a suicidal woman, um, you know, facing a panel of up to up to six people, I feel, you know, for me that, you know, if you, if you thought about any any other person who was suicidal in this country, they'd be taken seriously. And as a pregnant woman in Ireland, you're not, you're not, you know, you're you're um, you're people kind of looking at you as, you know, suspicious. Uh, you know, have you got some sort of pro-choice agenda? And I just think it's absolutely abhorrent in this okay. country in 2013 that a pregnant woman would have to, um, you know, to, to face a panel of six people. I just to mention one more thing as well. The girl before Melissa there said that you know it was a slippery slope. This is the first step, and um, you know. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, that it was, you know, suicide first and then what? And, you know, she was saying teenagers with crisis pregnancies. Basically, you know, I think that teenagers with unplanned pregnancies, you know, crisis pregnancies, a lot of, you know, many of them, unfortunately, it's through rape, through incest, all the kind of thing. And I think, you know, it's forced sex and forced pregnancy, you know, uh, forcing a 15-year-old, say, or a teenager, you know, to travel to another country. It's more, more trauma for that child and she should be able to be treated here with her doctor, with her family around her, without feeling any shame that she's gone through, you know, that she that anything is her fault, it absolutely isn't, and if she feels that abortion is the right decision for her, it should be accessible for her in, in Ireland. And, you know, Irish women make a very difficult decision to go abroad for abortion. Irish abortion is already a reality. It just doesn't happen in this country. Okay. I think it's completely cowardly of the government okay. to ignore it. All right, Kira, I have to move on. Thank you very much. Uh, Bavine. Bavin, you're very welcome to the show. I hope I'm pronouncing your name right, am I? Yeah, it's Bavin. Hi. Ba- Bavin, how are you doing, Bavin? I'm grand, thanks. How are you? Uh, very good. It's a lovely name. Um, tell, <laughs> tell me, uh, what is your opinion on this, Bavin? Well, I'm pro-choice, um, very much so. I'd be quite active in the pro-choice movement. Um, but I only got involved about a year ago when the Youth Defence posters went up saying abortion tears your life apart because I um, am a psychology student at present. I've just finished my thesis. Um, and I had read up on it and it, it seemed that the literature said, well, that's not true. This is propaganda, you know. And Cora Sherlock mentioned there about a group called Women Hurt. They're a small group of women who... Um, you know, were very upset about their, their abortions and had a very negative emotional experience afterwards. Um, I'm very sad for those women, but they are a very um, much the rare case. All the studies find majority women don't regret their abortions. Um, can, I, can I come back at you? Of course. Okay, i tell you why, because about a year ago we spoke about a study um, and this is this is nothing to do with being pro or yeah. being or be pro-choice or... or um, you know, or pro-life. Sorry, I couldn't yeah. think. All right, a study came out from the states that, uh, and it was it was a study that was taken over twenty odd years. So you probably know of this study, and it was it was it was a huge study in the states. Yeah, that said that an awful lot of women who have had abortions have a lot of psychological. Um, upset afterwards. Now that is not taking anybody's uh, choice yeah. away, and this was That's done. 
probably by a lady called, uh, well, doctor, a doctor called Priscilla Coleman. Um, she's a very active pro-lifer. No, she wasn't. No, 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 she wasn't. No, this was this was like a clean study. Priscilla Coleman, she's well known. I don't know if it was a clean study, but I mean, but look, that is, in, you know, that can be somebody's choice. If you, if yeah, it, but if can it, I just come back to yeah, you on sure. that? Sorry, I just want to make it very clear. In the psych, in psychology, there are literally hundreds and hundreds of studies on abortion. And any that have come out and said that majority of women have negative psychological effects have all been debunked. And all the, but, the, the relatives... But Bavin, I have, I have always... Hang on. Agree with that. I have spoken to women on the show here. I have spoken to women on the show who have told me, no, it was the, it was the best decision that they made. It was the right decision at the time. Yes. I've also spoken to women who have said it has destroyed them. So... You know, I'm not absolutely, and absolutely, there so are I don't, people who but I, have but I don't, I don't think any decision they make absolutely, in their life. but I don't think you can say, you know, all of the studies point to this or all of the studies no, point to that because because we're we're dealing with human beings. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely, but yeah. there's still in any case in the world, there's a majority and a minority. I am not saying that these things don't happen. Just the way sure. you know, majority of preg- pregnancies are good experience, but yeah. for an awful lot of women, they suffer from postnatal depression. Absolutely, afterwards. yes. But that doesn't show. There still will be studies that say the majority of women don't suffer from postnatal depression. Yes, now, yeah, I don't even know if that's correct. Yeah, I don't do study I. postnatal depression. <laughs> but I'm saying, what I'm saying is, of course there are situations where yeah. people make the incorrect, or make it the wrong decision for them. It turns out to be the wrong decision for them. Majority of studies about women who do have negative um, psychological impacts mm. is because, and I'm not saying in every case at all, every choice a person makes in their life could be the wrong choice for them in retrospect. That's just human nature. Mm. But the majority of studies that are, are done on women who do have no- negative psychological sequelae afterwards, it wasn't their decision. They were coerced into it by a boyfriend or parents or whatever they're affiliated with, something going on in their life. Someone has coerced them into that abortion. It wasn't their decision. They were kind of forced into it. Right. They were swayed by other people. The, the autonomy still wasn't there. So whether the choice is to keep the child or to have an abortion, I would be of the band that it's the woman's choice. There is no one pro-choice telling people to have abortions that it's a bad decision for them. Yet on the other side of the supposedly pro-life, they absolutely are telling people this is the wrong decision. There's in no way anyone saying on the pro-life side will trust you to make decisions for Do you for believe, Faven, what um, Cora, Cora sorry, believes that because of the suicidal tendencies being brought in with it, that it'll open the floodgates to late abortion? Well, first of all, I think it's an absolute disgrace that mental health and physical health are being separated and treating like something people can fake. I know myself, if I went to the doctor saying I was having a panic attack and I wasn't, do you know what I mean? It, it just wouldn't happen. Now, obviously, a panic attack and suicide are two completely yeah, different no, things. I know, qualified, I know. qualified psychiatrists come across people with severe mental health problems and severe depression, and they're going to have a pretty fair understanding if some whatever they want to, you know, the pro-life side are painting, these young ones falling off the street, just going, oh yeah, I'm suicidal, give me an abortion. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's an insult to people with real mental health problems. It's an insult to women. And it's a massive insult to, to doctors. Okay, baby. But just in general, it's treating mental health like, like it's not a right thing, or not a real thing. But can I just say something about the study Quickly, that I did? yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I spoke to counsellors in Ireland who specifically deal with um, women who've had abortions mm. overseas. Yeah. They found, felt that the majority of women they deal with 
didn't have a negative impact. But what was very much negatively impacting on them was the propaganda from the pro-life side, the stigmatization and shame that's being put upon them, and them being told, oh, you're going to regret this, you're going to feel guilty, you're going to feel awful, you should feel awful. That when they then don't feel awful after the abortion, they feel bad for not feeling bad. They feel like there's something wrong with them, that they should, that they have a heart to stone or something because pro-life are telling them, oh, it's going to destroy okay, you. Okay, Ashley, Bavin, stay with you. Stay where you are for a minute, will you? I want to bring yeah. Jim in on this. Okay, even Jim, you're on 98 FM. How are you doing? You're welcome. How are you? I'm pretty well, thank you. Um, Jim, what what do you you feel about uh, this new bill? Well, first of all, I'm a man, and uh, I cannot understand how all these women are talking uh, about abortion and having abortions. Now, forget about religion, and just think that you know there's two people involved: there's the 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 the, the, the woman and the baby. Now, you can go against God, go against men, but at your peril, you go against nature. And that is what women are doing when they have an abortion. Now, I'm not talking about... Hello? Yeah, you're, the, you're loud and clear, Jim. Loud and yeah, clear. I'm not talking about... Um, I'm not talking about uh, the Catholic... Um, I'm not talking about the, the Catholic view on it. I'm just talking about the natural side of things. You can't go against nature. And it amazes me to hear all these women, Baven included there, talking such rubbish about how having a baby extracted from their stomachs and thrown in a bin, that that wouldn't affect a woman psychologically. No, well, just, I'll, I'll bring her in and then I'm going to let her go. Bit, no, okay, I'm, Baven, um, what would you say to, to, to Jim on that point, Baven? Well, if he wants to talk nature and not talk God... No, he's, well, not, he's, not, he's, he's not saying about God. He said yeah, he's, so I'm saying he said specifically, mm, I'm mm, not talking about going mm, against God or going mm, against man, I'm talking about going against nature. If you want to talk nature, an embryo is not a baby. 90% of abortions happen at embryonic stage, which is before nine weeks. It's not ripped out of a belly. It goes oh, out and it looks like a period. And you can uh, Google it. Oh, don't be so rude and crude. Rude, How rude. As, as a woman... Baven, Baven, I'm going to... Baven, I'm going to... OK, I'm going to let you go, Baven, OK? Because I just let Jim have his point. Thanks very oh, much, Jim. No, Jim, OK, that, go, go that, on. That's, that's crude, absolutely. As a man, I can't understand how women... It's, if you want to bring in the religion interest, to me, it just proves that there was an Eve. It so, proves to us and these women are in this up to their necks and they're trying their best to, um, I think it's evil. I don't even think that, if I, if I, I think the whole, the whole thing is evil. And I think the women involved, fair play to that woman called Cora, whoever she is, she said it as it is. The rest of it is evil, and those women know damn well that it's an evil thing they're doing when they when they have a, a deliberate abortion like that. Now, forget about that Indian woman, Savita, Savita or whatever you call her, Savita Halibin, God rest her soul, and uh, I hope that what, she's... What do, you, do, you, do you think yeah. that's something, that there should have been medical intervention with her, Jim? Uh, yeah, perhaps, yes. Mm, uh, okay. I think that, that, that was possibly something that something that they shouldn't have made such a big issue about. I think that in, in a situation like that, that the medical uh, doctor should be able to say, without deciding I'm going to kill that child, he should be able to do a procedure, even if it resulted in the death of the child. And that is the system that exists in this country. If we bring abortion into this country, like 
Clinton had it up until nine months that you could have partial birth abortion. I mean, that to any normal human being is the ultimate in satanic evil. Do you think uh, that is going to come in, Jim, though? Do you of believe? Of course it's going to come in. A girl talked about the slippery slope. She needn't talk about the slippery slope because they, they, that's what exactly what it is. It's going to be the slippery slope down to abortion at nine months. All right, Jim. Okay. I mean, she, 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 that, that other girl there talked about talked about uh, the fetus in the in the in the womb is uh, having extracted extracted from her belly. Now, what a rude statement to make by any woman. All right, I mean, Jim. I'd love a mother for my children. Or talking about mothers for children, she's not going to make a good mother. You can't make a godmother. Okay, listen, Jim, thank you for your opinion. Thank you very much. Orla, you're going to be the last on this. You're welcome to the show. How are you? Hi, John. It's Arlette is my name. Sorry, or Orlette, is it? Arlette. Arlette. Very good, Arlette. Very good. Yes. Um, Hi. How are you? What, what, what is your opinion, Arlette? Um, basically, I'm part of, I had a termination last year for a fatal fetal abnormality. Okay. And we've set up a campaign for the last year to try and get this included in the legislation. Right. Um, unfortunately, it's not going to be included. No, it's not. No, but we'll still keep fighting. We've got new members coming to us every week that have had to go through the same horrific um, circumstance when their baby's not viable. Um, but just in relation to Cora and the terminations up to nine months, that's really scare what happens in the bill it's saying that once the baby is viable it will mm. be delivered mm. so the right. baby is not going to be terminated at 8-9 months it will be delivered either by a C-section or by an inducement and every effort will be you know done by the doctors and obstetricians to save the baby's life so to say after 24 weeks which is when a baby is viable that they're going to be aborted is just absolutely ridiculous and it's really really scaremongering people out there when it's so untrue are you are you upset that there wasn't the provision made for women whose mm. uh, children have no chance of survival? Oh yeah, definitely. Like it's you know we're getting couples, families coming to us every single week that have had you know have had to go over to Liverpool Women's Hospital um, when they've found out that their baby is not going to survive outside the womb. It's just absolutely horrific, and we've had couples that have brought their babies back in the boot of the car so they can have a burial over really? here and ashes being sent back over by courier. You know, it's these are very much wanted babies. They're yeah. planned babies, and um, very much loved babies, but they have absolutely zero percent chance of survival. So, yeah. And your own situation must have been very tough, was it? Yeah, well, well we found out very early at 12 weeks um, our baby had Patai syndrome yeah. and cystic hygromas and I have two sons, one is 10 and one is 6 yeah. and there was just no way we could continue with the pregnancy, yeah. it would have been absolute torture. I'm actually due another baby in a couple of weeks. Oh God, Lord, congratulations. Yeah, thanks a million. Horrific pregnancy, they're so nervous imagine. and everything but um, yeah, there was no way we were able to go through mm. the pregnancy. Yeah. As I said, it's not, you know, it wasn't Down syndrome or anything no, like I know, that. And it I know about fatal, Patel's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a fatal abnormality. Um, so, yeah, we had to make the heartbreaking decision to travel over to, to Liverpool. Me and my husband and my parents came with us. And um, it's just something I'll never forget and we'll, I'll keep fighting for until it's made into the law here. Okay, well, listen, Arlette, lovely talking to you. The best of luck, okay? Thanks a million. Thank you very much. You've been listening to a 98FM podcast. Download more at 98FM.com.